Hey, Phobos, sisters, brothers, and others, I'm Jinx. I'm what's left of Harper. Yeah, this one's not going to be a fun one. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I've, I've just, I'm on day seven of nine working, and I just spent two days doing this. I mean, you're, you guys are getting it the same week. This has been, like, what, two weeks? Uh, Closer to three, yeah. It's yeah, been, it's been a while. Closer to three weeks since we recorded part one, and that was not enough of a break for me. Yeah, it, it, ugh, this is a really tough case, and I have a serious problem. Before that, <laughs> cue the intro. <laughs> Just one serious problem? Uh, okay, well, I have millions of serious problems, okay. but my main one now has to do with Mountain Dew Voltage. Because I don't know about you, but I love that soda with every piece, every fiber of my being. It's my favorite soda on the planet, and they stopped making it about a year and a half ago. They replaced it with freaking Frostbite, which is disgusting. And I'm pissed. But they've, I, I don't know if they restarted, like, making it because Frostbite's tanking, you know, <laughs> which is good because bye. But I don't know if they restarted making it or what, but I have found, I found four cases while I was out shop, shopping with Harper, and so... She had a conviction fucking fit in the middle of the aisle. <laughs> I was like, Harper, 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 Harper. <laughs> it, yeah, it sounded like Minnie Mouse on helium. It was like, there's a high-pitched... Wheel, yeah, it, it was bad. So, so yeah, so I saw those four, and I was like, I, we had to get them, so we get them. In a week, I had already gone through over two cases. It was less than that because we went shopping on Saturday because we were going to go to the beach on Sunday. Wednesday, you came over, <laughs> and you had gone through two cases. To be fair, I gave you half of one. That's still two cases. It's a case and a half, yeah, I know. In less than a week. Yeah, I know. And then, um, so I was watching our Nuggy, and Harper loves me. So she she sends me a message, it's a voice message, saying, how much do you love me? And of course, I'm like, oh, do you need me to stay and watch her more? Like, what do Actually, you need? Actually, what you that? said is, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Did I say, what did you want or what do you need? Well, what, either way, it was assuming that I wanted slash needed something. Because that's usually <laughs> there. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I'm like, what do you need? And, you know, because I'm like, do, do you need me to watch her longer? Like, what's going on? I'm, you know, I got this, whatever you need. And <laughs> she's like, oh, it's not something I need. It's something I'm doing for you. And I'm like, I am both terrified and confused what's going on. And she sends me a picture of four more voltage cases. And I'm like, Play so, yeah, a background user and Nuggie going, Are you okay? You really do. It's so funny. <laughs> you also have a problem fucking with the audio, but that's for another story. Look, we already addressed that. And it's not my fault that I hate that we sound underwater. Strap in, Kitty Wings, because I have been procrastinating. Procrastinating. <laughs> procrastinating the fuck out of this, but let's just let's just dive right in.
We good luck. Oh, Junko Furuta Part Two. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. So we last left off where she's been kidnapped by Miano, who was supposedly supposed who was supposed to be her savior. Yeah. Ended up being her worst fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. She's already been raped three times by this guy, and now he has taken her to a park with three of his friends who insisted he hold on to her so they could all have a turn with her. They have her address, and of course, he has ties to the Yakuza, and threatened to send them after her family if she didn't tell the line. Carry on. Yeah, and she went to... So they, sorry, they, held at Minato's house? Yes, so they... Minato, if you remember, was the guy who pushed her off her bike. Uh, yeah, so she's quickly realizing this was all some elaborate plan, which did not work out in her favor. No, not at all. No. So they go back to Minato's house, which ends up being basically their base slash hideout for the next month. So once there, she is immediately gang-ranked by all four of them. It gets worse, guys. So once they're done, they have to think of a plan of why did this girl all of a sudden appear at 3 a.m.? So they instruct her to act as Minato's girlfriend should his parents ask. Well, it was quickly discovered that his parents intended to do jack shit about this. Oh, they're the great parents. Great parents. Yes. So this was, this plan was completely unnecessary because the parents didn't care, didn't ask questions about this girl who just suddenly appeared at their house at three fucking in the morning. Yeah, because that's smart. Yeah. And just appeared staying there for the next 44 days. They later came out and said, there's a couple of things that I read, but either way, they didn't do anything about it. One report said that they were scared of Miano and his uh, Yakuza connections. Mm-hmm. Um, they were scared of that. Uh, their own son had become increasingly more violent to them, so they were scared of him. They also claimed they didn't know the extent of what was going on, but... Uh, I doubt that. Yeah. But either way... They didn't do shit about it. Mm-hmm. So. She's there. She's getting right by all four boys. This is the start of everything. So on November 27th, so two, three days after she's captured, um, her parents, understandably, are terrified. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she was a good kid doing everything right, and then all of a sudden she disappeared. Yeah. So they call the police, and immediately a search comes out. Like... There, there's a manhunt. She's a good kid. She's a good student. Like, she, this isn't like her. She comes straight home from work. Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. So they call the police, report her missing, and immediately a manhunt begins. So her captors get word of this, and of course, they start to panic. Like, fuck. It's only a matter of time before this somehow gets traced back to us. Yeah. So, what I'm assuming they're using the Yakuza connections again, they force Junko to call her parents... And say that she was safe, and that she was staying at a friend's house, and that she did not want to be found. And they made her beg her mother to call off the search. She was forced to call off her own rescue. I, I, I fucking can't. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, she's terrified. She's like, if I don't do what they say, they're gonna kill me. They're gonna kill my family. So she's fucking trapped. She has no choice, yeah. She, and she knows as soon as she hangs up that phone, there's not going to be any hope. 
because her parents think she's safe. The police aren't looking for her anymore. There is nobody looking for her. Yep, she knows as soon as she hangs up that it's over. Yeah. Oh, God. So she was forced to call off her own fucking rescue mission. Oh, I can't. And I'm just going to sidetrack a little bit. I'm going to tell you the ages of these boys. Boys. They're boys. Yeah, they're in high school. One of them, I know um, Miano's 18. Yes. I'm going to fucking give you their ages so that I just need you to keep their ages in the back of your mind as I go into what was done to her. Oh, I don't like this. At the time of this, Hiroshi Miyano, the boy who was rejected and all of a sudden decided she had to suffer for this, was 18 years old. Mm -hmm. Minato, 15 years old. He's 15 fucking years old when this is occurring. At the time he was arrested, he was 16. But when this was happening, 15. I don't remember being 15. The only things that I do remember about being 15 sucked. I couldn't even sneak out of my house, let alone pull something like this off. Uh, oh my god. Anyway, Minato is 15, Joe is 17, and yes, Sushi. <laughs> sushi. 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 His name's Sushi. Yep. No, don't be like that, like Sushi. Oh, yeah, don't worry on sushi. Yeah. Hey, Watanabe is 16. So they are between the ages of 15 and 18 years old. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So once they forced her to once again call off her own search and rescue, there was nothing stopping them from doing whatever they wanted to her. And over the next 44 days, she would be subjected to countless rapes and unimaginable torture every single day. So, massive trigger warning. You're going to hate every single word I say from now until the end of the podcast. It's horrible. Any one of these things as an isolated incident is horrifying. This was all done to one person over the course of 44 days. So. Am I not going to be able to sleep tonight? No. Oh, fuck. You must suffer with me. I'm here. And there's no comedic relief coming, guys. It's, It's done. So, be prepared. Enjoy my suffering over voltage because I literally <sighs> have only have four cases yep. left. All right. Here it goes. It's estimated that she was sexually assaulted upwards of 400 times by over 100 different, air quotes, men. But the majority of the rapes were done by the four captors. So, 400 times. What? It was reported that <sighs> it gets worse. It was reported that one day she was raped by 12 different men in the same day. In the same day. I, I, uh, yeah. She was also raped with foreign objects, both vaginally and anally. Oh. These things included a bottle, an iron bar, Ah. scissors. Ah. Fireworks that were lit while they were inside of her and would explode while they were inside of her. Ah! A hot light bulb that was rubbed until it shattered inside of her. They burned her with cigarettes all over her body, including her private areas. Um, they burned her eyelids with hot wax. They pinched and pierced her nipples with needles, and her left nipple was actually completely ripped off with a pair of pliers. 
She was also, <coughs> yeah. I, I have no, I, it gets worse, guys. Just, I'm out of noises. Yeah, just strapping, guys. In addition to all these rapes, her torture included being starved, with the exception of live cockroaches, drinking her own urine and eating her own feces, they force-fed her alcohol, milk, and a small amount of water. They also forced her to smoke several cigarettes at once and inhale paint thinner. And they, the reason they did this reportedly is because, you know, she had been such a good girl before. She never drank. She never smoked. She never did, you know, drugs. So this was their way of, quote-unquote, corrupting that good girl. So they The second they touched her, they corrupted her. What the... They basically turned her into everything she stood against. So this was kind of a ha-ha, like who's a good girl now kind of a thing. She, I, mm. she was strung up from the ceiling and used as a literal human punching bag. So her arms were like above her head. She was strung from the ceiling and they would just use her as an actual punching bag. How did she survive all of this? Oh, oh, oh. Oh no. Oh. No, no, no. It gets so much worse. Mm. She was hit in the face with golf clubs. Her head was held down by one of the boys while the others kicked it, kicked her in the head and face. Uh, sometimes they would even jump on her head, full force, smashing her face into the concrete floors, which I was confused about what house has concrete floors, and then I realized that she was kept in a basement most of the time. So, concrete floors. Um... Her facial bone structure was just shattered, and her nose was so full of blood that she could only breathe out of her mouth. I, I, oh my, okay. Right. <sighs> they would drop heavy barbells on her limbs and stomach, which caused her to lose control of her bodily functions. Um, and when she would soil herself and make a mess, this would only prompt them to punish her further. She was also forced to... What? So, during all this, her body naturally tried to protect itself, and it would shut down, and she would pass out. Mm-hmm. They would dunk her head in cold water, reviving her and bringing her back so that they continued her torture while she was awake and feeling every single thing. Oh, for fuck's sake. It wasn't long before they invited their friends, mainly Minato's mainly Miyano's Yakuza connections. Mm -hmm. She was forced to masturbate in front of them um, to turn them on before they took turns raping and torturing her. Uh, two of these boys... Boys! Two of these boys. Uh, I think one was Tatsuo or Tatsura. And Koichi. Koichi was the more reluctant and less willing. Uh, he said he felt very bullied and peer pressured into doing it. He so fucking did it, by the way. Well, I don't fucking care if you were bullied or fucking anything into it. If you did it, you fucking did it, dipshit. When I was in high school, I was peer pressured to watch anime. That was the extent of my peer pressure. Not, hey, viciously torture this fucking... Oh my god. Anyway, he, like I said, he was very reluctant and unwilling. Um... So when he went home, apparently this weighed heavily on his conscience, so he actually confided in his older brother. His brother told their parents, and their parents actually contacted police. Thank fuck somebody did something. Mm. Oh, fuck. I don't like that. Why? Well, hearing this, the police obviously came to Monado's house. And 
I read a couple of different things. Like I said, this case is kind of one where there's details have been told and retold. It's kind of muddled. So either his parents answered the door or one of the boys answered the door. Either way, somebody answered the door. And the police were like, hey, so uh, what's going on? And uh, whoever answered the door, rather it was the parents or one of the boys, they were like, girl, girl, there's no girl being held here. I'm perfectly innocent. What? And so they're like, you can come in and take a look if you'd like. You want to know what the police did? They walked away. They said, surely that invitation is proof enough that nothing sort of is going on. So they took that as, oh, there's no way they would invite us in if something bad was happening. <sighs> so they left. They left. They uh, were later fired for this. Uh, good. Because there was massive outrage and outcry because there was gross negligence and they were fired for not following procedure. This was only 16 days after she was held captive. Uh, okay, I need to scream, but I can't. Uh, okay. This was 16 days after she was held captive. That could have saved her 30 days of torture, 30 days of humiliation. That could have saved her fucking life. Instead, they decided, no, they invited us in. There's no way. There's no way. I fucking can't. So once again, she was, her one chance of rescue was taken away from her. This is fucked because she had chances and they were- Yes. Yes. I know. Uh, okay. It wasn't long before her body just rejected any and all forms of food and she would just immediately throw it back up, which once again only enraged her captors and they would beat her for making a mess. Um, this one really broke my heart. Oh no. She was beaten so bad and her body was in so much pain that it was reported it took her over an hour to crawl downstairs and use the bathroom. Took her over an hour to just crawl downstairs and use the bathroom. So at one point, uh, she actually saw an opportunity. Oh no, not again, come on! <laughs> well, her third chance of escape came when she saw an opportunity to take the phone and make whatever the equivalent of Japanese 911. I think it's 119. I'm not entirely sure. I, I don't know. Whatever the Japanese equivalent of 911 is, she actually got to the phone, but she was caught. No. And before she could say anything, they were, she was caught and was viciously punished for this. Her punishment included being sodomized with a glass bottle, which caused severe bleeding and... And, in addition to this, her legs were doused with lighter fluid and lit on fire. Her body then began violently convulsing and just shot whatever it was, was convulsing. They thought she was faking this, so they lit her on fire again as punishment. Uh <laughs> yeah. I told you guys, this is bad. <clears throat> okay. She was also made to sleep outside in the frigid temperatures. Keep in mind, this is like late November, December, January when all this is occurring. And it's snowing out. Yeah. In Japan, it gets like negative degrees. So she's forced to sleep outside in frigid temperatures. She was locked in a freezer for hours at a time with no blanket, often naked. Actually, I think she was naked almost every single time. This is happening. 
Somehow she survives all of this up until this point. Uh-huh, damn, chick. But she begged them several times, begged them to please just kill her and get it over with. Yeah. But they refused because they were having too much fun. Yeah, it's the Yakuza. Yeah. The torture and beatings were so severe that she became, obviously, unrecognizable. Her face was swollen, her body was broken and battered, and obviously, because she was repeatedly hit and punched, her wounds would reopen, they would get infected, they would fester, you know, pus and blood just oozing off all the time, and... Eventually, her body, because of all that, and, you know, loss of bodily fluids, it just began to give off an odor. So, they described it as, like, a rotting smell, because obviously her body's just, like, rotting away. Yeah. And this caused the boys to lose sexual interest in her. So, she was mainly just kept around at this point for a fucking punching bag. Yeah. I literally cannot say anything. It gets... Yeah, just wait. Oh, come on! It gets worse? Somehow, I told you, this is what you think. It can't get worse. It <sighs> gets fucking worse. Okay. Fuck my shit up. So because they had lost interest in her sexually, they needed something else. So they kidnapped and gang-raped another 19-year-old girl on her way home from work, just like Junko. Oh, they're fucking original. However, unlike her, they released her. What the f- It's- the only thing I could think of is because Junko told him no, and he didn't like that. That is the only reason I can think of why she was held and tortured while these other girls were released. I mean, I'm not saying they had it better, because obviously yeah, no. being gang raped is horrible, but they were released. Yeah, they're still alive and they weren't tortured to this yeah. extent. So, January 4th, 1989. The boys challenged her to a game of Mahjong. Ooh. And- <laughs> So I just like the game, not the- This is a small- small, I wouldn't even call it funny, but she is broken, she is battered, she's barely existed, and she still beat them at Masha. Yes! So it's like one last, fuck you, I'm still smarter than you. Okay, I like that, I'll take that. However, this made them lose their fucking minds. Probably. They lost their fucking shit. (laughs) So they proceeded to beat her over the next two hours. They beat her with an uh, iron barbell. Oh, fuck. They kicked and punched her in the head. Um, They made her stand up and whipped her feet with bamboo sticks until she bled and couldn't stand up anymore. Ow! They poured hot wax on her eyelids. Um, During the assault, obviously, like I said, her wounds would reopen. There was blood. There was pus everywhere. And the boys didn't want to get dirty, so they wrapped their hands up with plastic bags so that they wouldn't get, you know, her bodily functions on her while they continued to beat her, because they didn't want to make a mess. Oh, so cleanly. Yeah. I, I... mm. Like I said, this assault lasted two hours. Jesus Christ. And at the end, they ended up dousing her entire body in lighter fluid, including her face, her arms, her legs, her stomach, and set her on fire. They said she kind of shuffled around a little bit in an attempt to put it out, but she was just so broken she couldn't move. So she was literally laid there on fire until her body finally succumbed to her injuries. However, the boys being dumb shits thought that she was just passed out. This was just another occasion where she was passed out. So they left her there and went and did 
what the fuck ever. I don't know. Went and punched orphan puppies as a way to relax. I don't know. It wasn't until 24 hours later that Minato's brother called and was like, uh, so she's dead. So, of course, the boys panicked. They're like, shit, 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 shit. Apparently not realizing that a human body can only endure so much. So they panicked. They didn't know what to do. So they decided to wrap her body in blankets. They shoved the blankets in a travel bag and put it in a 55-gallon, which I think for people who don't use that, 208 liters? Sure. Cool. And filled it with wet concrete, waited for it to dry, and dumped it in a cement trunk in Tokyo. I, I have no knew, words. Just continue. And they knew that nobody would be looking for her because she called off her own rescue and nobody had done shit about it. So three weeks later, Hiroshi and Joe were arrested for the rape of that 19-year-old that they raped while Junko was still, you know, mm -hmm. being held. So I don't know why they were arrested in January. March 29th is when this, in this, when this interrogation occurred. I don't know why. I don't know if they were held in custody for that long. I, I don't know. However, March 29th, the interrogation happens. Now, at the time, there was an unsolved murder of a woman and her seven-year-old son. They uh -huh. thought, I know, they thought these boys might have been connected to that because, you know, it was so similar. So there was questions separately. When the police gave insinuation that they knew about a murder they had committed, trying to, you know, coax them, Hiroshi assumed Joe had just panicked and spilled the beans about Junko. So he just tells them everything. Now, the police had no idea Junko was even dead. They oh. thought she was safe. So they were saying they thought they were connected with this other unsolved murder. Hiroshi thought Joe had snitched and told them everything, so he just spills the beans about everything. Jesus Christ. So the police were like, okay, not quite what we meant, but do continue. Yeah, seriously, give us all the information, we'll take it. Yeah. Um... So, obviously, Hiroshi tells them where they can find the body, but because she was so badly mutilated, they had to identify her through fingerprints. And when she was identified, this obviously corroborated everything that Hiroshi had said. Mm-hmm. Now, they were all arrested. Um, however, they were all minors at the time, and their identities were hidden. But a journalist was like, absolutely the fuck not. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, he's like, they don't deserve to be anonymous, they don't deserve to have a privacy, they don't deserve shit. Mm. So this journalist released their names and faced it to the public. Good. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't care if you're a minor or not. I don't, I don't fucking care now. All of these boys took a plea deal. They pled guilty, not to murder, but to bodily harm that resulted in death. Not murder. So, because they were minors, their sentencing was not great. <laughs> so Hiroshi was sentenced to 17 years. He tried to appeal this saying, that was just too much for what he had done. Well, this backfired because the judge was like, yeah, um, I'm going to tack on another three years. So he ended up serving 20 years, which in Japan is the highest you can serve before life imprisonment. So it goes like 20 years life imprisonment. So he served the maximum he could serve without 
being sentenced to life. Did he did he live very long after that? Well, I'll get to that. Okay. Because I'm like, uh, 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 from it, what it, I know. It, it, yeah. Okay. His parents were... So so his parents were ordered to pay Junko's family compensation, so they sold their home for nearly half a million dollars, which was 50 million yen, to pay <sighs> to pay for to Junko's family, which, fuck you, that's not going to do shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Miyana was denied parole in 2004 and was eventually released. However, he got rearrested in, Janu- or in January 2013 for fraud charges. But because of lack of evidence, he was released. So he's out living his life. He snitched and he's alive? Yeah, he's fucking alive. Uh, oh, okay. <sighs> and, mm. Yeah, that's the last I heard about him was he was arrested in 2013 and released, so... He snitched. I just want to like. I just want to point this out. These guys are in their late forties, early fifties. They have a lot of life left. Uh, yeah. And they've spent the majority of their life out of prison. <sighs> I I fucking can't. Viano was only sentenced to four to six years. He was a, he appealed and was resentenced to five to nine years. Once he was released, he moved back in with his mommy. Are you shitting me? No, he he was released and moved back in with his mommy, and has remained unemployed since. However, sorry, Minato, yeah. are you fucking? She let him back in. Mm-hmm. Like I get the unemployed part; he's a piece of shit. But what? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. he moved back in with his mommy and has remained unemployed since. I don't know if I said Miyano thinking this, but it's Minato. So the house. Oh, speaking of Minato, let's talk about what happened to his family. Nothing. So the brother who knew about this, the parents who knew about this, whose house, whose house this was taking place in, nothing happened to them. No fucking consequences whatsoever. Nothing happened to them at all. You're shitting me. I'm not shitting you. Nothing. No charges were filed against his parents. No charges were filed against the brother. Nothing was done. What? Yep. And like I said, he moved back in with his mother and has remained unemployed since. However, he was arrested again when? 2018. Recently. Uh Uh-huh. For attempted murder, he beat a man with an iron rod and slashed his throat with a knife. So he's, I guess, back in prison. I couldn't find anything else other than that, but he's back in prison. Hold on. Attempted murder so that guy lived? Yeah. Apparently he lived. Hey, good on you, man. But, yeah. like, what the fuck, Miyano? Yeah. Or Minato? Yeah. What yeah. the fuck, Minato? Whatever. They're all pieces of shit. Who cares? <sighs> uh, Watanabe was sentenced to three to four years. He appealed, and his sentence was raised to five to nine years. Haven't really heard anything about him. But he's, like, the only one that I don't know really what happened to him. Probably changed his name and ran. Probably. But, Joe. Hmm. Joe, so Hiroshi changed his name, by the way. Mm-hmm. So did Joe. Okay. Uh, Joe served eight years in juvenile prison. He was released in 1999, and during this time, he would just brag to anybody who would listen about what he had done. Anybody who would listen, he would, yeah. He was released in 1999, um, and I guess he lived his normal life for a while. He got a job, got a girlfriend or a wife or something. something. 
Ew. Yeah. Who would? I don't know. Um, but in July 2004, he stalked, beat, and kidnapped a man he thought was trying to steal his girlfriend slash wife. He apparently beat this man, um, took him to his mother's bar, and proceeded to beat him for the next four hours, threatening to kill him. He was sentenced to seven years and released. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This part is probably one of the things that made a lot of a lot of this has made me mad. A lot of this made me feel things. However, this next part made me feel a level of rage I have not felt in quite some time. Um, so brace yourself. Okay, wait, but I'm more ragey than you, so am I? Oh, oh no. Something's gonna get smashed. Fuck, and the only thing I'm holding is a microphone. Joe's mother has reportedly vandalized Junko's grave and desecrated it, saying, that girl ruined my son's life. Yeah. She vandalized the girl who was murdered by her son and said, that girl ruined my son's life. She vandalized the grave of a woman who was not only raped, tortured, mutilated, murdered by her own son. And then blamed her for it. But her, it ruined her son's life. Her son shouldn't have a fucking life. I completely agree. <laughs> like I said, out of everything I read, this thing made me feel one of the most rages I've ever felt in my entire fucking life. I'm, I literally feel like I'm on fire right now. Yeah. So Joe blew through his family savings, spending it on trips, cars, whatnot, blah, blah, blah. All this money, by the way, was supposed to go to Juco's family. He decided to spend it on himself so he could live the good life. So that's what happened to them. They are all out, I guess, except Renato, who I guess is still in prison for serving, you know. But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Junko's funeral was held on April 2nd, 1989. Um, the employer that she actually got hired on, her future employer that she was supposed to work at when she graduated, they presented her family the uniform that she was going to wear to her parents, which was laid in her casket. <laughs> um, her principal presented uh, her graduation diploma to her parents as well. And I'm going to end... I mean, just a little side note, a lot of people think that this is like a hoax or like some kind of urban legend in Japan. I'm inclined to believe it's real, but that's just me. I'm going to end with the words of one of Junko's friends who spoke at her funeral. And this is how I'm going to end it. Am I going to cry? Because I'm already, like, I'm on fire. I don't need, no, Yeah. Okay. Uh. Chan, welcome back. I have never imagined that I, we would see you again in this way. You must have been in so much pain, so much suffering. The happy? H-A-P-P-I. Yeah, happy. The happy we all made for the school festival looked really good on you. We will never forget you. I have heard that the principal presented you with a graduation certificate, so we all of us graduated together. June Chan, there is no more pain, no more suffering. Please rest in peace. And that was Junko <sighs> Peruto, part two. We did it, guys. 
I, that was 36 minutes of my life I'm never going to get back, and now I'm, I'm, oh my god. Are you, I, I, I just, I, I fucking can't. Yeah. The amount of pain and rage, like, I understand why you procrastinated for so long. Like, I only knew a little bit about this case. I didn't know a whole lot. And so, like, I understand why it took so long. Like, I, hmm. It would have taken me longer. You're fucking strong as shit. Alright, that is that is part two. Yeah, um email us sisters of the macabre podcast, gmail.com, uh Instagram SOTM podcast. I realize a lot of the times I say podcast one, it, it there's no one. Maybe it's just us. I don't know. Uh Macabre Sisters One for Twitter. That's where the one keeps coming from. And uh, Facebook, Sisters of the Macabre Podcast. If you want to find our website, it's sotmpodcast at squarespace.com. So just... Yeah, bye. We love bye. you. Bye.